0: Hi there. We're so glad you found The Fabric Podcast. Before you start listening, we wanted to let you know that this is one of our earlier episodes where our show was called The Check-In. On these episodes, we talk about the company, giving you insight into who we are and what we do. But in 2019, we realized we really want to focus more on company culture. So we refocused and renamed the podcast. So just a heads up that this earlier episode is still us, the team from The Receptionist, but just with a different show name and a slightly different focus. Thanks for listening we've got a fun episode of The Check-In for you. We're joined by our leadership team. That's Andy Alsop, President, CEO, and Founder, Jessica Marshall, Director of Customer Experience and Co-Founder, and Delyn Berry, Director of Engineering and Co-Founder. We're getting a little bit more insight into who they are as individuals, their roles at the company, and how they see things working. So we talk about what originally drew them to working at The Receptionist, the moments that stand out that they're proud of at their time here, What they're up to when they're not working at The Receptionist, fun and funny moments that they can think of, their predictions for the company, and we talk about some secret skills that not everyone knows about. So stick around and learn a little bit more about the leadership team here at The Receptionist. Well, we have a really fun episode today where we get to talk to our leadership team. So we're going to get to know them on a deeper level, and we're going to start with Andy. How are you doing, Andy? Doing great, Sarah. Good. Glad to have you. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I'm Andy Alsop, as you probably heard, hopefully on previous episodes as well. But I am the president and CEO of the Receptionist, and I have actually uh, been running this company since I acquired it in April, t- uh, since April 10th of 2015. So we are now five days past our four-year anniversary.
0: Wow, that's exciting! And what originally drew you to working at the Receptionist? Why did you want to acquire mm-hmm. the company?
1: Uh, Interesting, Uh, and hopefully I can keep this somewhat short, but I have been an entrepreneur for about 24 years now, and I have uh, worked or founded companies or been part of the C-level team uh, at different startups, and each one of those startups had its own challenges. Maybe it was technology that was too early to the market, or maybe it was technology that was very late, uh, or a, a variety of things. And when I saw in the receptionist, when I started doing my due diligence about purchasing it, uh, I began to look at the fact that it was the right timing in the marketplace. And there was product market fit, meaning that customers were adopting the technology and were interested in it. And so I felt like it was essentially the uh, perfect scenario for me. And actually, I had very little. Uh, reservations about acquiring. And I knew it was a a good fit uh, very early on when I began taking a deeper look at it.
0: Good. Well, we are glad that you made that decision. Thanks for sharing a little bit about what drew you to not working here, but starting the company on this path. So (laughs) next, let's meet Jess. Jess, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and what drew you to working at The Receptionist.
2: Good morning, Sarah. I am the Director of Customer Experience and a co-founder of the company. I have a little bit of a cold, so pardon my voice today. Um, what drew me to the company was where it was in its growth. Um, I was the 33rd hire at my previous company. And even remembering that number, I think, says how special it was. It was a very particular kind of environment. And I saw it grow up and I saw it go through a lot of changes. And when I left, I really wanted to establish that same kind of environment. Someplace new, Um, and Andy was always receptive and open, and allowed me to inject some of those learnings from my previous company. So I knew it was exactly the environment that I could sort of help mold and grow into something really fun to work at.
0: I love that. That must have been fun to be, you know, right at the start of the this company in the direction that it went, and then shortly after you came. Dylan. So Dylan, please introduce yourself and tell us what drew you to working at The Receptionist.
3: Yeah, good morning, Sarah. I'm the Director of Engineering. And uh, like you said, I joined a couple months after Jessica. Um, and I think the thing that drew me most to the company was the opportunity to join a, a small young company and really be able to have a significant impact both on the product and the culture of the organization and really help it grow. Like I've been around in you know, bigger companies where, you know, those kinds of things had already been established. And then you're kind of beating your head up against the wall with those things. Um, and this was an opportunity to kind of do things the way, you know, I kind of always wanted to and work with people who I knew, you know, kind of from the beginning were responsive to those similar kinds of feelings about how to, to run and grow a company, um, you know, being customer focused and not focused on just, you know, blowing things up and, you know, but instead like building a, a really good, stable company that can last a long time.
0: I love that. I think each of you, you know, we're drawn to the company for, in some ways, different reasons, but also similar reasons, which I wouldn't expect anything different from the leadership team of this company. So let's get into some questions where we can kind of get to know a little bit about the company and a little bit about you. So first of all, we're going to talk about a moment or moments that stand out that you're proud of within your role at the company. I know you all do a lot of different things, but really kind of the core of your role, what are you most proud of? And we'll start with Jess on this one. Uh,
2: well, I, if it comes down to the core of my role, I think the thing I'm proudest of is trademarking radical support. That that's probably the best thing I, I've ever seen company wise, um, and it and it's obviously very personal and meaningful to me and to our customers and our our fabric and what we believe in as a company. Um, aside from that, I think establishing our leadership team and really watching it grow into something meaningful for the company. Um, and then, of course, fabric and how we've all been able to involve that in our daily work and our daily lives um, for the company.
0: Absolutely. And I have a feeling we might see some similarities in, in a lot of these answers as what we go we go through today. So, Delyn, what about you? What's a, a moment or moments that stand out for you?
3: Uh, I think I've got two. Um, so the first one was um, at the time when I joined, the app and the configuration of it was all kind of hodgepodge collection of, uh, you know, kind of like an MVP of the product, you know, just trying to get customers. And so uh, for the first, like maybe six months, a year, uh, myself and Ryan, the iOS developer uh, with the company, uh, we worked really hard to like pull all the settings off the iPad and, and locate them on the server. So that, that was kind of the source of truth for everything. And it eliminated a lot of customer confusion and like even support, like, where do you go to this? You know, people were having a hard time figuring that stuff out. So there was that. Um, and then the second thing was uh, also app-related uh, with version 4.0 of the app, which released uh, about a year, year or so ago. Um, Kind of rid of a bunch of custom code that we had had in place for a couple of our our customers that allowed them to kind of configure the app in a special way, and we kind of formalized that for all of our customers. And we also uh, moved away from kind of this hacky way to print badges onto like a more formalized way and a more flexible way to to customize and, and print badges. Uh, so those are kind of my two proud moments for the for the product and the company.
0: I love that. We're seeing the different sides. I mean, there's not a lot of similarities maybe in those first two, but kind of different sides of what the company does. Andy, what about you? Moments that, I'm sure you have a lot of moments I, that stand out.
1: <laughs> I do. I could go on for a whole podcast about this one. Okay. Andy that today. <laughs> one or two, but I mean, I want to echo what um, Jessica said in terms of forming the leadership team. That was, I think, a pinnacle moment in the history of the company. And it wasn't something that brought on immediate change, but it was something that over time, we began to learn and to understand and how to work together as a leadership team. And from that, we ended up, and I've talked about this many times before, but um, traction and EOS, that was something that uh, I I, I go back and forth, as I've talked about on previous uh, podcasts between Colorado and New Mexico. So I spent a lot of time in my car and I listened to a lot of books and So I'll come to uh, Denver, and uh, I'm sure uh, Jess and Dylan are like, "Uh uh-oh, I wonder what book he listened to this time. But, uh, you know, this time, uh, one of the times I listened to the EOS and Traction book, and it came down to us having to really spend time on what I thought was sort of a fluff exercise, but turned out to be a really important exercise, and that was figuring out what our core values were. And so you've heard us talk about fabric. We've talked about it in previous episodes. That's turned out to be a really important component for the business because now we know exactly what we feel and what we cherish in terms of what we want to see in other individuals who might join the company. And so that's allowed us to really be very selective in terms of getting the right people in the company. Uh, so I would say that's, that's one of my proudest moments is being able to uh, bring the idea of traction and EOS to the leadership team. And then for all of us to coalesce around it, develop what is called the virtual traction organizer led by the uh, core values. And then the whole company basically coming on board with it and saying, yeah, this seems like a really good way to run the company. And it's been something that I felt is, has had a, a significant impact.
0: Well, that's amazing that something, like you said, you thought was just going to be kind of this fluff, fluff piece, for lack of a better word, became so integral to what, what you do. Exactly. So we're going to get a little more personal now. So we're going to talk about when you're not working, what are you most likely spending your time doing? So let's start with Dylan. What are you up to when you're not working at the receptionist?
3: Uh, well, I've got two young boys um, that one's uh, three and one's 11 months old. Uh, those take up a good chunk of my of my personal time for yeah. sure. Um, and enjoy you know spending time with them, seeing them grow and develop. Uh, and but then when that when that time, when I don't when I'm not doing that, um, I think I spend a fair amount of time with other family and friends going out and you know hanging out, grabbing a meal, going to movies. Uh, those are less and less with the small ones, of course. Um, and then uh, kind of the last thing that I tend to do is I, I like to go out and golf. So whenever my brother, he also has two uh, small kids. Um, so whenever the two of us can find time uh, to go out and golf, we, we both enjoy going out and doing that.
0: Yeah. I, I laugh at that because as the wife of a golfer, I understand the finding time for that with the small kids. It's hard because it's we're not going to see you all yeah. day. Have fun. Yeah. But that's good that you're so using- like
3: more like nine holes than a full 18 is a full 18, like on a Saturday or Sunday all is day. hours. And there's just no way that you can do that.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, good for you for not doing that. I'm sure your family <laughs> appreciates that, but it is important with small kids. You're doing stuff with them and even on your own. That's
3: yeah.
1: Hard.
0: Andy, what about you? What are you up to? I know we know you split your time, so what are you up to when you're not not working?
1: Well, I'm on the other end of the spectrum with kids. I have a twenty year old a sixteen and a fifteen year old. so they've become a little bit more self-sufficient. Uh, they're that must, even driving that must be
0: nice. It is
1: nice, you know, <laughs> actually, this morning, my sixteen year old daughter took my fifteen year old daughter to school, so I'm not even having to take them to school in the morning. So that's, that's actually amazing. freed up some some extra time. I definitely need to go back and forth a lot. And I would say it's a variety of things. Uh, we have had a fantastic winter in the West, so um, particularly in the Rocky Mountain region. So I've ended up doing a lot of skiing this year, uh, and also in addition to that, I uh, like to win. I like to go out and uh, golf and and play tennis, and uh, you know, and we've had the opportunity to go to some really neat places. My wife and I. Um, you know, we went to San Juan, Puerto Rico in the end of January to celebrate her birthday. And that was really just a spectacular trip. So, yeah, I would say, um, the opportunity to travel here and there, uh, golfing, uh, skiing and tennis and, and getting to spend time with the, the kids as well. Cause my son's on lacrosse. So, uh, in fact, this afternoon, I'm going to go watch him, uh, playing his lacrosse games. So.
0: Fun. Well, I think yeah, Dylan and I are probably slightly jealous about the older independent kids, but also, yeah, you got to make sure you see them and hang out with them because they'll be out of the house
3: before you know it. It is so
1: true.
0: So Jess, what about you? What are you up to when you're not working?
2: Uh, I'm a little closer to the lens spectrum. Uh, I have a young daughter whose sixth birthday is today, actually. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to Abby Lou. Um, so I'm, I'm mom a lot. Um, I paint every week um, and I'm, I'm more than every week now. I try to paint a lot. Um, and other than painting, my creativity sort of goes to the kitchen as well. I love to cook. So that that
0: helps mom a little bit when I, when I can cook with my daughter as well. That's great. Yeah. I'm all about self-care for the parents. So that's great that you you do things for you, but also she can join you in those. So let's get back to the work environment a little bit. What's... Let's share a fun or, or funny moment that you can think of that uh, happened within the team. Um, we don't want to embarrass anyone today, but just you know, something enjoyable that we can talk about. So um, Andy, let's start with you on this one.
1: This is an interesting one. And I'm going to pull out Tom Foster because Tom is our director of sales and he just joined the company and he is probably one of the most enthusiastic people in the company. I don't want to set anybody aside. I think everybody's enthusiastic, but his enthusiasm is really contagious. And he was heads down thinking about something. And I wasn't even there, but I laughed so hard about this. And he walked out of his office and we have these glass doors and they're full glass. And he could have sworn that door was open. And he did a full on ran right into the door and bounced off it. Luckily it wasn't hurt, Um. was totally fine. (laughs) <laughs> but there was a lot of uh, laughing around the office. I told him I was going to tell him this story. He said, ah, go for it. So <laughs> that was, I thought it was I, the funniest.
3: I
0: feel like we all have one of those moments with something you think is just wide open and it's not. For me, it was a screen door when I was about 15. So well, it's
1: a lot Bye. like that, you know, the gallon of milk you pull out of the refrigerator and you think it's full and yes. I like that. it's kind of like that.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Well, Tom, thanks for letting us laugh about that. Story. All right, Delyn. What about you? What's a fun or funny story you can share with us?
3: Uh, so I think my uh, fun moment is—I've uh, got a couple of them actually. So the first one was um, our omakase dinner that we had at this restaurant called uh, Izakaya Den. Uh, so it was one of our holiday parties, um, and we went to Izakaya Den. It's a sushi restaurant, and we weren't—we were kind of, you know, just having a good time, chatting and things like that. Not really paying attention to the, to the menu or you know, ready to order or whatever. And the the server comes over, asks us if we're ready to order, and you know, instead of saying no, I don't think so, Andy was like, you know what? Let's do omakase, which is um, chef's choice. So uh, they they put together this giant sushi meal and brought just like kept bringing us out food, uh, and we just sat there, you know, ate a bunch of delicious food and drank wine, and you know, had a great time for a couple hours. And that was, uh, I I think, that was what our second uh, our second holiday party right yeah yeah. Um, and yeah that 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 one just kind of sticks out my mind as a really fun time and then uh, we've also had a couple of uh, times with uh, Rockies baseball games and Reed has gotten on the Jumbotron both of those times so those this is also a very uh, fun moment we had a streak of two we broke it last year he didn't end up on the Jumbotron last year uh, but we're going to try it again this year so
0: (laughs) oh that's so fun I know we've talked about the way that everyone celebrates the team and kind of that team building and team bonding that isn't you know ropes courses and trust falls. It's holiday celebrations and games with the team. So I, I love that. And Jess, what about you? Fun or funny story uh, that happened at work or something with the team?
2: Well, I like Dylan mentioning uh, the second of our team dinners. I, I like the tradition that we've started of storing telling some stories and saying some kind things to one another around those dinners. That's always really fun. And we get to laugh with and at ourselves. Um, Mine, I I couldn't pick like one story, but what I think of when I think of fun at the receptionist, I don't think that I have sat in one of our interviews with a potential candidate where we didn't start falling out in laughter over something. And it's it's we were talking about the leadership team, or they ask us a question about the company, and we all just end up falling out in laughter. That's the basis of what keeps us all coming back to work every day. We truly deeply enjoy being around one another and we have fun doing it. So I always think of, and these candidates are looking at us like, who are these crazy people? Why are they laughing in my interview? Or, or
0: I am looking at you like, this is amazing. And I want to <laughs> I know. And and then then you know, know, like, okay. <laughs> this, this I, know. I love that. So let's, let's get back to kind of the business and, and what you see for it, because obviously you all are the leadership team. So you are very closely involved as everyone is in the company, but you three are closely involved with, with what happens, so let's talk one year and five year predictions for the company. Jess, let's come back to you. What do you think is going to happen? Good start with me because I don't think I can
2: lend a lot to this that, that isn't just big words and and it's early. Y'all don't know this that we're recording this early and I haven't had a lot of coffee. Um, <laughs> I think one year prediction. We've done a lot of learning over the last four years. I think I feel like this next year is taking a lot of that learning and setting it up for the next five. And really establishing the baseline of how it is that we're going to deal with the next five, which to me is growth, and I think it's going to be growth in new ways for us. Um, certainly, locations and and company and revenue growth, but I think we're going to go through some interesting growth spurts with personnel um, and with some of the tools and maturing how we deal with some internal processes, so that we don't have. Pain as we go through these growth spurts. The, those are my simple predictions. Well,
0: all predictions are valid. So let's go to Dylan, because um, again, you guys have different roles. So Dylan, what are your predictions for one year and five years with the company?
3: Um, so I think uh, I agree with Jess on the one year. I don't know that I have anything big and bold for, for one year. I think it's kind of focusing on setting up that foundation for the next five years. So you know, getting us to like that 3,000, three thousand thirty five hundred active locations using our software is kind of our, our target for for one year. Um, having somewhere around you know twelve to thirteen, twelve to fifteen total employees somewhere around there, uh, you know kind of really building out like our sales and marketing team a little bit more, um, adding a little bit more to support. Um, and that's kind of like giving us a really good foundation for that next big growth jump. And um, in five years, um, I think I, I think, I'm going to say we're going to be somewhere in the 20,000 active locations using our software. Um, Probably have a couple of different product offerings, not just uh, visitor check-in software, but something else. We don't really know what that is going to be yet, but I think we have to kind of go that route in order to to get to that growth. Um, And then in five years, we'll probably be somewhere in that, you know, like 30 to 40 employees. Um, So Mm -hmm. that's kind of my projections for
1: for one in five years.
0: Thank you. All right. Now let's round this out with our CEO. What do you think? One year and five years. Where are we going?
1: Well, it's funny because I don't think I have a whole lot to add. Um, since we are the leadership <laughs> team and we are meeting yeah. regularly, <laughs> we talk about where we want to be. And I think that everything that Jess and Delinas have said are basically the things that we've talked about and where we want to go. So I don't know if uh, the prediction equals a goal. You know, we have a goal to get right. there. And what is our prediction, whether we're going to get there? I think we've But gotten better at being able to set goals. And so I think our predictions and goals might come along a little bit closer to each other. Um, And just as Dylan said, just building out both sales and marketing, we added Tom in January, uh, Tom Foster, director of sales. So I think that that's going to have an impact. And we are embarking on some different initiatives that we haven't tried yet, uh, but that I feel very strongly have a a very strong um, chance of success. And so I think that's going to help us get to where we want to go as he gets kind of more into his position. And then, you know, Michael Ashford, our director of marketing, has also been implementing some different initiatives as well. So I'm really excited about this year. And I see that the one, from a one-year perspective, while we're really just building on what we already are kind of going with, uh, my prediction is that we'll be successful in that. And that's going to set us up to do really well in 2020. And then pretty much everything, Dylan said about the five year, I would uh, I would agree with as well.
0: Can okay. well, we we look forward to seeing how this all plays out for us over the next handful of years and beyond. So to wrap up today's show, we're going to get back to being a little personal and ask you, what is one secret skill you have that even your coworkers might not know about? Because obviously you all spend a lot of time together. You enjoy each other's company. You laugh a lot with each other. So I would imagine you know a lot, but what's one secret skill that not everyone knows? And uh, let's go back and start with Andy on this one.
1: Wow. That is a really hard one. Um, What is a secret skill? Because the problem is- Unless, that they give-
0: unless they're known skill. Yeah. I mean, maybe the, maybe the leadership team knows, but you haven't let it out of the bag yet with everybody.
1: You know, that's a that's a really tough one. I was going to say something like I'm a voracious to- note taker, but everybody knows that. Like, oh,
0: okay. <laughs> they, see, they see the pen or the, <laughs> the hands flying. Well,
1: it's all about we use Google Docs. And everybody knows that uh, before I move on to the next topic, I want to document it. And I'm always just- there's a, a lot going on that uh, co- yeah, comes, to my, comes to my brain, and the, the way I sort of uh, battle that if I can't remember everything is writing it down. So I would say the tactile experience of it, but that's not really a secret secret uh, skill that I have. So um, I'm going to have to think about that one a, lot, a little bit more. Okay. So
0: Okay. Well, if we don't get it on this episode, maybe we can do a whole other episode, which is <laughs> top secret skills that people don't know about. All right, let's go to Jess. What about you? Any top secret skills or things lesser known skills about you?
2: Um. So my colleague, um, Hannah Morris, who's one of our customer experience representatives, Hannah likes to joke that I I have a little ESP in oh. me. Um. We also joke about building an ESP module for uh, for the app itself. Customers often want the receptionist to read their minds. Oh yeah, that's a uh, that's
0: a good thing. For things to have do. Sort
2: of. Yeah, it's it. Dylan hasn't figured out how to build that yet. I keep asking him, but he hasn't figured you it out yet.
3: I never know if I did
2: and, um, either. I, <laughs> 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 it's true. It's true. Uh, but I, I have a sneaky little skill that I, I, I'm like right on the edge of whatever the conversation is happening. I'll say something, and Hannah will say, "Oh my god, I was just thinking that." Or Delin will say something to me, and I'll say, "Oh my, I was just going to say that." So there's there's a weird little overlap of my my brain space that maybe helps do my job a little better.
0: I love that. That's that's good. That's a good one. Now now that you let the cat out of the bag, so people are going to be a little bit like, oh, it's just... They already expect me to read their
2: minds, so I, I have to try extraordinarily hard.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for sharing about that. And yeah. Dylan, what about you? Any top secret skills that people don't know about yet?
3: Uh, so I think my maybe a top secret skill or one that doesn't, people don't know a whole lot about, about is due to me spending several summers and a couple of years working with my dad. He owns his own HVAC company. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at troubleshooting and figuring out things with furnaces and air conditioners and water heaters. And I may not necessarily be able to fix them all the time. Like I still may be able to, to go and get the part and like need some help with that, but like figuring out kind of what's going on or what I can do to kind of fix things uh, that, that I think that's my, secret skill.
0: Well, now that you let well, that it, one out of the bag, people are going to be asking I'm calling you the next time my boiler goes I, out, I, that's for sure. I know nothing sure. about yeah.
3: boilers. Sorry.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Or in the office. <laughs> Dude, man, it's too hot. Can you help us? Okay. I, I can, I can <laughs> tell you. Yeah. Go
3: talk to the engineer who did didn't program the system. right.
0: <laughs> so it's a secret skill, but he's not going to put it to use for us. Basically. <laughs> well, it's good. I mean, that's good to know. I, I like all these uh, secret skills we've learned a bit more about. So. A big thank you to our leadership team for uh, being here with us today. Anyone have any final thoughts for us before we wrap up? Andy, anything no, else? I think,
1: I think that's uh, I think that's good. This has been a, a great interview. I've learned some things about other members of my leadership team I didn't even know.
0: Well, there you oh. go. Good. Well, a big thank you to Jess, DeLynn, and Andy for being on our episode today. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Thanks so much, good. Sarah.
1: Okay, bye
0: hope that you got some good insight into happiness, what we've got going on to ensure that our team and our clients are happy, and maybe what you would like to do to increase the satisfaction or measure that satisfaction for your own clients and customers. And if you'd like to check out our two-week free trial with no credit card required, and to see what we do to make our potential customers and then customers happy, check us out at thereceptionist.com.